Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 78. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Nichelle Laos. Nichelle is a former amateur competitive boxer and kickboxer, a retired police officer, now turned fitness competitor, fitness brand personality, co-owner of Optimum Training Center in Toronto, fitness cover model, freelance writer, personal trainer, kickboxing and kettlebell instructor, competition and transformation health coach, motivational speaker, and if that wasn't enough, proud mom of four boys under the age of 10. Welcome to the show, Nichelle. Thanks for having me, Robin. Oh, I'm so excited. We've known each other. We just um, chatted before the show that we haven't actually talked in like six years. So I've known you for a while and have been following your evolution from um, I guess like your days when you were on the forest to now running this massive empire. So when you um, read the definition of what I think an alpha female is, what did you think of it and how do you see yourself as one? Uh, I loved how you worded what an alpha female meant to you. And it actually really relates to myself because um, as I mentioned, I was, you know, I'm a confident person, not afraid of taking risks, not afraid of change, which a lot of people are scared to do. Um, all that. And I'm, you know, when you say confident, not arrogant, well, that's, that's, you know, cause sometimes you can go over that line. Right. Um, I'm also very, uh, you know, on a, on a general personality basis, I'm loving and truthful and very loyal to the people around me, to my friends, my family. And, um, you know, when I, that's how I can relate to your alpha female, um, you know, description. Yeah. And then just like hearing your bio, we know that you're like going after every single goal and dream that you've ever wanted to tackle. So (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So out of everything that you do, um, and your life in general, what would you say you're most passionate about? Um, always family, of course, tops my list. Because, you know, especially having such a large family, I mean, with the kids, with my four kids, and of course, my husband, once your family's taken care of, and you're truly happy within those walls of your own house, I find everything else will fall into place. 
And that's the one thing I think that people need to focus on is that one main thing that you're passionate about. Because once you've found your passion, everything else will fall into place for you. Mm, I love that. I'm um, a big fan of Shailene Johnson. And she teaches a goal-setting method where you figure out what um, areas of your life may be... Um, you, you, you might not score very high on, um, and then you figure out what a key priority needs to be in your life. And when that is like at the forefront of all your goal setting, then the other things usually fall into place so much easier. So, um, I love that so many of my guests are always like, you know, my North star is my family. As long as that is always scoring a 10 out of 10, then I can go after other goals, um, in a happy and healthy way. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to get into the fact that like, how do you actually survive in a household of five men (laughs) with four boys? Like, I'm sure you get this question all the time. I do. I often get like, are those all your kids or, you know, it's really funny. Uh, You know, it's the way I, I have to laugh at it and say, well, I'm the only queen in the house or, you know, that kind of thing. But to be honest, living in a full house of testosterone is extremely difficult. And I think that if I wasn't as, how can I say, you know, confident and strong and, you know, and if I wasn't, I don't know, like balanced as a person, I probably would have a more difficult time than I do. So don't get me wrong. It's it's difficult, but you know, I just find you have to find a way that balances all the stresses in your life, whether it be, you know, the family or, you know, now me being an entrepreneur and owning my own business. Um, you know, if you don't take a hold of, you know, trying to manage those everyday things, you can actually have, and I'm saying damage, but you can damage your overall health and happiness. So you have to find the balance to that happiness and stability, you know, and of course, like I said, you know, you have to start at home. Um, and you know, a lot of it is making boundaries and, you know, this is, you know, can go either way with friends or with family. Um, but it starts at home. So I always make sure that I create those boundaries at home because they're really important. So you can focus on one thing at a time. So I prioritize and I divide my tasks that I have to do on a larger scale. First, I create daily lists to keep everything in order. And that also goes with the boys. Like I said, you know, this is what you have to do today. And this is what we're aiming for. And, you know, whether it be, um, and I don't mean discipline so much, but I want them to have a sense of um, their own goals. And I want them to be responsible, you know, for their actions or for, you know, what's going on in their day-to-day life. You know, yeah. And, you know, bounties get crossed all the time, of course, even with the boys. I mean, they wake up so, so early and, you know, they, they really don't stop fighting. And that's just one of the things I even said for Mother's Day, please, all I want for you. And yes, I just want you to get along. But it's testosterone and those boundaries get crossed. And that's okay as long as, you know, you can regroup and refocus and just reevaluate the situation at hand and, of course, of what else is going around. And that's, you know, when, when you're really striving for that balance. That's awesome. Do you like sometimes just lock yourself in a room and you're like, mom needs some me time? I really do, but I can't stay in that room too long because I don't know what's going on outside the door. (laughs) (laughs) Or the fingers come underneath the door. Mom, mom. Mom, mom, mom. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, I was... um, 
I'm, I'm seeing a whole bunch of new healthcare team practitioners to explore different modalities. And I saw a reflexologist and within five minutes of her touching my feet, I hadn't introduced myself, hadn't said anything. And she's like, your warrior woman, your um, like masculine energy is so strong. Like I can feel it. I was like, oh, fascinating. Would you like to know what I call myself as a personal brand? Um, uh, so, awesome. yeah, so it's all, it's always interesting to like hear that, but whenever, um, like whenever I think of you and I think of how alpha you are to your family, it's also like, there's so much masculine energy in doing, let alone testosterone energy in the house. Um, so how do you find like, fem- and I didn't even prep you on this question, but I'm curious, like, how do you find femininity or like feminine energy of like, resting and being present and all of that, especially with building, um, you know, business over the last few years and having left a a full-time job. Well, and you know, the, the full-time job as, as you know, that even in itself was male dominated too. Right. So I've always, I've always been, you know, um, surrounded by, how can you say, you know, even being a, uh, you know, when I used to compete in kickboxing, there wasn't many girls in it. Uh, Boxer, the same thing, not many girls. So I've always been surrounded by, if you can say that, you know, um, male energy that, um, and I've always seemed to just manage by just being myself. And I never really had, I've never really struggled with the feminine, you know, if you could say it's taking that feminine time away or whatnot, because I always managed to find that, you know, space or find that time for myself where I can literally just be myself. Not that I wasn't myself, of course, in all these other um, characters or tasks that I do, but you definitely do need that me time, whether it be, oh gosh, you know, I used to do a lot of thinking, you know, like this is back in the day when I was, you know, I had no car, I would do my thinking on the subway you know, to and from school or, you know, driving, uh, I always have that time for me, you know, put on the radio or whatever, you know, sing into your heart content, or just think about, you know, on your larger scale, things that are upcoming and, or, you know, get home. And before I had kids, I I love that moment to just kind of sit back, relax for five minutes, um, or have a bath or, you know, there's always time you just have, you know, you just have to find that time. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, you've kind of alluded to how you're creating work-life harmony now, um, doing all of the things, um, while mothering and being a wife, but, um, other than creating boundaries, uh, what does work-life harmony actually look like for you on a daily basis? Um, are you, you mean like managing basically the work and life uh, in one? Yeah. Like one of the big things um, that we like to talk about on the show is, and it's in the definition, like when you are aligned to your priorities and like what makes you happy, even if that is, you know, 90% of your day is quote unquote work. And then, you know, 10% is making sure your healthy habits are there or your fitness routine is there. Um, but as long as you're aligned to your priorities, then you, you can be happy and healthy. So how would you say you're like structuring your days right now as an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's definitely a challenge for me almost every day because every day is extremely different. Every day I wake up, I don't know what I'm going to be facing that day. 
Um, it comes with a little bit of practice. Like even as a police officer, it would be the same thing. I would wake up and get ready for work and I wouldn't know what I was going to be dealing with that day. You know, it could be a quiet day. It could be a crazy day. So I've just been really open-minded. I've always been, let's just take it, you know, day, I would say day by day. But of course, if we're talking about the day, take it minute by minute, anything can happen and just keep an open mind about things and not, you know, as much as you'd like to, um, you know, stay structured, you know, in terms of appointments and times that can also change because at any given minute, like, especially for me, the school can call and say, Oh, I need you here. So, you know, just being flexible with your time. Um, but yet also, of course, always keeping, you know, that top of the list is, you know, your priority is getting through the day and, you know, I, I guess you could say making making the cash to, you know, make sure that you can survive with the kids and, you know, make everyone's happy. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like you have like this perfect kind of flow of as much structure as possible, but then being the most spontaneous person at the same time because you can easily adapt to what's being thrown at you, um, which, which is a massive skill. Like not many people <laughs> have that. <laughs> Well, it's funny talking about spontaneity. It's spontaneity. I can't say that word. Um, all my friends just really know me as being spontaneous. In fact, even I got married, you know, I was engaged on the Friday when uh, I got married to Dave, my husband, and then we got married on the Sunday. That's kind of very spontaneous. Um, even opening my gym, like I didn't know I was going to leave policing. I really didn't. I know it seemed like you like announced you were retiring and then the next day you both announced you were opening a gym and everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's just our life. But you know what? It works because find if you think about things too much and if you dwell on them and you, you know, some people are planners and I, and I, you know, if anything, I do envy those planners, but I've always been very spontaneous and I've always just like on the spot, very impulsive. But when it's impulsive, it's good because you don't have time to think about the cons. You just go at it. You jump and you find your wings along the way. It know? sounds like you're like the best non-overanalyzer. Very, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every single overanalyzer that's listening right now is like, teach us your ways. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't know if I can. I just do it. You just you know? do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so share with us a time when work-life uh, when you viewed it as like work-life balance and things seemed out of whack, did you have an aha moment that taught you, oh, I need to take better care of myself? Uh, I can say, I guess the moment, I mean, when, I guess you can say the big, the big change for me, well, the big change for me was obviously when I started having kids, cause that's a, like a life changing moment, but that's not really, um, like in terms of work related, I was an officer for 15 years, so I was I was very comfortable in what I did, and that's basically all that I knew in terms of, you know, work, and I loved my job. I mean, I moved provinces just to kind of, you know, get where I was, and uh, I never expected to leave, but what ended up happening is, like everything else that's spontaneous, is I started to, uh, when I started fitness, now this is like fitness competition in that kind of world, from leaving kickboxing um, and I left kickboxing because the competitive side of that was just too um, hard and structured for me when I started having children. So um, I, when I started in the fitness industry, 
I just had this, I guess you can say almost this magnet, you know, force about me where people just love the energy that I give out and they wanted to know how I do things and they wanted me to share with them, you know, how I basically do it all. And so that led into, um, I guess, coaching. And so I started to coach on the side and one thing led to another. And at one point in my career, and this is going, you know, about two years ago is really when, when we left in my fitness world and my coaching, you know, skills and transformations and all those girls. In fact, I, I was finding that I was getting more gratification out of the transformation, the transformation women or my team of girls that I was getting out of policing. Because when I joined policing, I thought I could change the world. And, you know, you're, you, that's, I think, in everyone's kind of head. But to be honest, there's a, there's a saying that when you deal with uh, 10% of the population, 90% of the time when you're a police officer. So it's about, you know, you want to make change. You want these people that, let's say, you're arresting or that you're dealing with. You want them to change, but they're not ready to change because they keep, you know, they'll get out, they'll do the same thing. It's a constant cycle. And sometimes it's a vicious cycle and it's a downward spiral. But we're in fitness is they want to change. And that's the difference. So you're helping these people because they want to change because you can't change anybody unless they want to do it themselves. So I think at that moment, it was like, hmm, maybe, maybe my life wasn't meant to be a police officer as much as I love it. Maybe I was really put here or, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. And you know what? In the last two years, I can't tell you. I, I mean, I, I have no regrets at all. I miss my job as a police officer. I miss the camaraderie. I, you know, that kind of thing. But there is, I would never change what I have now for anything. Mm, that's so off. And it's, so, yeah, it's so true um, when we have such an innate um, kind of sense of self to serve others. And when you serve others who don't want to be helped, uh, it's like hitting your head against a wall constantly. So I love that you were just like, I was, you know, doing amazing things, had a great career, loved it, but it, yeah, at the end of the day, you weren't seeing results or you weren't seeing the impact that you could have on the world. So, Oh, I love that. So cool. Okay. So now as you go about your day, how do you nourish yourself on a daily basis? Um, I, I know, I think that the, I took, I took this, um, question as, you know, it's more than nourishing. I mean, I, you know, yeah. it's, it's more, more than just food. food. Yeah. Yeah. And to me it is, yes, about eating, you know, the proper foods and nourishing yourself that way. But to me, it's also about exercise and just self-love in general. I think that once you have all those three things, then that's, you know, that's truly nourishing your body. But in terms of uh, actual food and nutrition, I eat a lot of small meals a day and, you know, they consist of lean protein, complex carbs and your fats. I also have fruit and vegetables. Um, you know, I have the occasional cheat and, you know, of course I'm, I'm all about balance. So if my kids want to go out for dinner and I, I'm, I'm all for that. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting comment. You, you used a word that, um, I've tried to like throw out from my fitness competition days and, uh, uh, we, like I use the word treat meals. 
um, because cheat was always seen as such a negative, negative word. And it's not necessarily bad when we treat ourselves. So I like everybody that I've kind of been in the the fitness competition circles with, I'm like, please use the word treat, like, please for, for, yeah, for, yeah. for my mindset. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Let's treat away. <laughs> yeah, treat away. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, so the nourishing part is, you know, I, I, I include like a lot of whole foods. I love smoothies, you know, I love, um, just basically anything that, you know, that just feels good going in my body. Um, in terms of like, you know, exercise and, and, you know, self-love, I, I, like I mentioned before, I always love a nice bath when the kids go to bed just to kind of, you know, de-stress. I, you know, unplug for a bit off, you know, I'm, I'm all one for social media, <laughs> believe me, but sometimes it's just nice, you know, especially if you can't, you know, you know, do it for long, at least do it for short period of time, you know, just unplug, go on that airplane mode, you know, and take a day if you can. Like I, I do like to take my Sundays, you know, some exceptions of course, but keep it down to a minimum or you know, really save that as like boy, mom time, family time. Um, just focusing on, you know, what's really important. And of course I love to make sure I'm, I'm you know, I, I try, I've been really bad a lot of times uh, is sleep, but I do eat at least six hours, which of course I know more is better. Um, just always been able to adapt, you know, on I've been able to manage with six hours my whole life, but I try six to eight. Yeah, I hear you. And it's, um, it's funny because people come on the show and I know a lot of people will give me an answer like, oh, I know I need to say I get eight hours of sleep. But it's like, but if that's not true, that's not true. And um, I absolutely love like the school of thought that I'm really trying to embody not only for myself, but hold space for others is that we are doing the best that we can with what we have. And um, it's super overwhelming to have a massive healthcare checklist. Like I need to get my, you know, lemon water in, in the morning, then take all my morning supplements, have a healthy breakfast, make my smoothie, pack my food bag, um, make sure I'm taking my breakfast supplements, then my lunch, like the list can get so long. And at the end of the day, it's like, I need to spend that extra hour reading to my kids or taking that bath. And therefore I'm going to get seven hours instead of eight. Like, um, it's just, there, there's all these things that we can be doing, but when our healthcare becomes such a negative chore, then we're not going to, we're not going to do okay. Exactly. And you know, a lot of the time, if I prep everything, like you just said, you know, okay, I got to prepare all myself, but I walk out the door and half the time I forget them all at the house just because of all the chaos. So really, you know, yeah, again, just going with the flow and just making everything happen as it comes. Yeah, it's so true. Cause it's like, we can always have the best intentions. We can try to be as prepared as possible. And then if we leave you know, our, our food bag at home, then it's like, okay, how do I go and get healthy for me food? Um, that's still going to serve me well and not kick myself because I didn't bring my meal prep with me. So yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So we haven't had like a hardcore fitness person in on in a while. A lot of my guests have been um, taking it, I guess, easy or learning to be nicer to themselves fitness wise, but I'm excited to hear what your fitness routine is like. Well, it's pretty rigorous, but again, if I can't get into the gym for whatever reason, it's not the end of the world. But my regular day to day is what I like to 
to do, and I'm, I'm just talking on a regular basis. So when I'm in, you know, competition mode, as you might call it, things are a little bit different because it's a little bit more, I guess you can say hardcore or, you know, some things change, but on a regular day, what I do like to do is kind of, I, I do go to the gym five to six times a day. And that's just, again, that me time that I like. Um, but I, I always make sure that my family, how can you say this doesn't, I don't mean suffer, but that I'm not taking away from family time. So what I like to do is try and go at five in the morning. So what happens is I leave, I set my alarm, I get up at five in the morning when Dave's still sleeping. So he's there with the boys and I take off. So I go to the gym, I get there about, you know, pick up my coffee, get there about five 30 and I'm usually back by seven, seven 15 and then the kids are getting up or they're already up kind of with Dave. And then I kind of take over from there. So I'm not really gone for that long. And then my workout's done for the day. So then I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. And if I don't get a chance to do it in the morning, like I said, no big deal. I'll go in the evening when they're sleeping. But by then I usually don't have that much energy. So most part, I, I, I usually do go at that time. And in terms of what I work out, I always like to do the cardio portion just, you know, for my, you know, just for maintenance or just for myself, for my heart, you know, just the cardio, you know, health in general. So I do like to do about half an hour of cardio. Um, Mondays, I usually split my, you know, body parts and I, I choose Monday for legs and Tuesdays I do my shoulders. Wednesdays I do my chest and my arms. Thursdays, if I'm not taking off weights, because sometimes I do that just to have a break. But if I'm not doing that, I'll do my shoulders and my glutes, but I mix that up with like plyometrics. My Fridays are usually back. And then I usually have the weekend off. But again, if I take a Thursday off, then I will go Friday, Saturday. So it just depends on my schedule and what I'm doing that week. And, you know, I just adjust accordingly. So cool. Um, and I love that despite being a fitness competitor and like still having that, you know, regimented like day per body part, I love that you also play at your gym. So as an obstacle course racer, whenever I see you on the monkey bars at your gym, I'm like, oh, she would kill it in one of these races. I'm really glad that she's not running one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've actually thought about doing those, but I said, oh my goodness, if I had another thing to my list of things that I have to accomplish, honestly, I don't know. So I just get to what I know and watch everyone else have fun. (laughs) That's awesome. I I know you would kill it. Um, so maybe this is planting a seed, but I get it. Like I was exhausted reading your bio. If we add obstacle course racer to that, it's just going to be like when it, now it's going to go down to like five hours, four hours of sleep versus six. Exactly. <laughs> um, what ha- so I'm a, I'm a 5am clubber as well. What happens if the boys are already up at five and like, mommy, 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 we need your attention. Are you like back to bed, please? <laughs> Uh, pretty much back to bed, but half the time they don't really listen. But Dave will come and say back to bed. No, if it, it is a matter of if he's traveling or sir, obviously if he's traveling, I don't go to the gym when, when I'm there. Or I'll wait till they go to school or that kind of thing. But uh, for the most part, if they do get up at five because I stub my toe and scream or something because I've woken up the household trying to find everything in the dark, half the time I go to the gym and I'm mismatched because I can't, you know, I should do it before I go to bed, but I'm <laughs> too tired. Uh, I'll just, you know what, either I will just stay up with them or, you know, do their whole morning routine with them and I'll just catch up on my gym later. As I said, you know, my family is first 
And I don't want them to ever think that I'm putting them second for my other, you know, my other priorities, my other tasks. Mm, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause we have, like, we have in the definition of being an alpha female, like we need to put ourselves first so that we can be more for our friends and family. But then when it comes down to it and like logistics wise, if your family is demanding of your time, you put them first and then you have to figure out where else in your day can you steal time? Cause it's possible. It's just super overwhelming when you are so used to like a regimented schedule, but like, how can you go to the gym at lunch instead? Or, um, do a whole, like I, I'm struggling with like figuring out how to do the home workouts. Cause I love the gym, um, atmosphere. And like, I always push myself in a gym, but I could do a home workout as well, just as efficiently, um, without having to travel and still be around, um, my puppies who sometimes demand a lot of my attention, like four boys. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, cool. So, um, if you have ever, uh, built, you, you don't seem like you get stressed and you don't seem like you have that personality, but if you've ever built up any stress throughout the day, um, or you may be really good at hiding it, how do you wind down at night and reduce any kind of frenzy that may have built up? Um, you're right. I, I, I do stress. I do, I, I do stress, but at the end of the day, I, I just don't, I don't sweat the small stuff. You don't, re- you don't react negatively to your stress. I, I certainly don't. Yeah. And, okay. You know, but oh boy, this is this is like a really it's not a tough question because sometimes I don't even know myself, you know, the amount of stress that I can take on. And um and at some point, yes, there is a breaking point but I never know what it is because it's different each time because each time I'm, it's, it, you know, it depends on the factors that are causing the stress. Um, a good cry is always nice. You know, I don't care what anyone says. A good cry is nice. Um, but in, in sometimes I just like to go for a drive. A lot of times as silly as this sounds, I'll just say, you know what, I'm going to do groceries and I'm going by myself. And I know <laughs> I busy moms can really appreciate that, but, everywhere that I go, you know, the boys are with me and, and obviously that's, that's totally fine. But when you really need to just be alone for, if it's half an hour, what I love to do is, you know, set the boys up with the movie with daddy. And then I just, I'm going to do groceries. So I'll go, I'll go get a drink and, uh, like I'll usually pick up a coffee and then I'll just head to the grocery store. And then honestly, I know that sounds silly, but I'm just going through the aisles and, you know, casually do it because I don't have anyone screaming, can I have this? Can I have that? And they're running and fighting and, you know, launching swords in like the aisles. And that's it. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as silly as it sounds, you know, like when the boys go to bed at night, you know, I, I always, I love to have my baths, but I also, which like, that's when I sit down and I do all my online work because uh, most, you know, I would say, more than half of my business is my online work. And so because I don't get a chance to do that a lot of times during the day because I'm personal training or just doing the admin uh, stuff that I need to do at the gym here, a lot of it happens when the kids go down so that they have, you know, so my clients, my online clients have my full attention. So to me, that's also, if that's not stress because I love to do it. And so you know, when you love to do something, it's not stress. So I usually sit down at my computer, go through my emails 
answer all my, you know, my clients or, you know, do their check-ins, create their new meal plans. And for me, it's exciting because when I see them, you know, their progress pictures, I get excited at their transformations. And for me, that's de-stressing. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, if if I don't have, you know, any check-ins to do, I will sit down and watch a movie. The problem with me is when I sit down and I actually do nothing, I fall asleep, which isn't a thing. It's just, it's funny. Dave always laughs. He's like, Oh, I don't know why we're watching a movie because it'd be done in five minutes. And it's, it's really true. It's just one of those things. So I just have to find the time and I, and I do, if I'm really stressed. Um, that's, that's awesome to hear. And I want to go back to the crying thing because, okay, so we've talked about the fact that you've worked in a male dominated, um, career, both in the gym side, the fitness side, kickboxing, um, as well as being a police officer, you live in a house with a whole bunch of men. Um, and, uh, over the course of my, my, my lifetime, like I've discovered that I always saw crying as like a sense of weakness earlier on in life. Um, because I was always told like, uh, I I was, I was always consoled really fast to like help me to stop crying. So I insinuated that I needed to stop crying as fast as possible. Um, that it wasn't okay to cry. And I'm doing a lot of work around that being okay. And I was going through my books to do a big donation. And I found a book that I read in my twenties by Kelly Catrone. And it's the title was, um, if you have to co- uh, if you have to cry, go outside. And I, remember, and I remember having, you know, moments in my full-time corporate job when I was in Toronto working in advertising. And if I had to cry, I would like race to the bathroom and hide. Like it was always about hiding. Um, so I can only imagine, um, what it's like in a house full of boys who don't always understand crying and, um, having to like take that time for yourself because it is such a great release and it really is such a healthy thing, um, that I don't know if that's ever been hard for you in, in the careers and with the boys. Uh, usually what happens is because I put on a good game face because I've always had to, whether it be sports or whether it be, you know, motherhood in general. Um, and you know, the, the alpha female or the, you know, he has to be strong in many other ways. You know, um, I, I tend to, especially let's say, okay, in my old job, like in policing, you're dealing with so many situations where you have no choice to have your, you know, everything together at that moment, at any given time, anything can happen. And you have to take control of the situation, get it done, no matter what's happening. I've seen a lot of bad stuff. And at the moment, it's like, you know, can I break down and cry? You know, when I like, you know, some of the things I've seen, totally I could, but I need to keep it together for the purposes of everyone else around me, with the situation, take care of them first. And later on, deal with, you know, what happened. The emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You can deal with your emotions. And, you know, sometimes it's in that car ride or, you know, on that way to that grocery store. Those are the moments that I, you know, if there is a release that I need, that's when it'll happen. So you're right in a way that I I don't just break down and cry. I I guess I have the moment where I'm, I, I could feel it coming maybe, but I need to keep everything together 
And then, you know, the feeling will go away momentarily and it might come up again when I am by myself, you know, it, it, it really, it's tricky because it's one of those things, like you said, I think we were raised at, you know, crying is weak and, you know, don't do it. So I think it's just instilled in me to do it elsewhere. Have I done of the boys? Very rarely because I mean, I have, and but I feel more bad because they'll say, what's wrong, mom? Why are you crying? And I feel really bad because I don't want them to think they did something to me because that re- they, they really panic. Mm, you know? Interesting. You know, and I want to use them as a tool to make them feel bad because they're just, you know? Yeah. And my boyfriend, whenever I cry, he's like, how do I how do I help? How do I fix this? I'm like, it's not, it's not something that needs to be fixed. Like I really just need to cry and I'm totally okay. And he's like, okay. So he's learned how to, how to allow me to do that. Even in front of him, we've got, um, a great way of doing that, but it's true. Like, um, a lot of times guys will think, Oh, damsel in distress moment. How do I fix this? How do I help them? Um, and don't know how to just like allow the space. Um, but I'm glad that you are processing it or whatever kind of like fancy terminology you want to use because you hear about first responders, you know, bottling emotions and feelings and, and then that not being, um, I guess properly experienced, not dealt with, but properly experienced. So I'm glad you are letting yourself cry on the way to groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm a big party animal, aren't I? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've heard about like the groceries being like a sacred space for so many moms. And I'm like, I can, I can understand it. <laughs> yeah, we high five down the aisle. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like no kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So as an alpha female, we're usually problem solving for some sort of pain point, whether it's like how we're perceived or someone being upset with our tone of voice or how we like tackle too much. So what's something um, that you're problem solving for right now? Uh, Problem solving, you mean right now, this moment in my life? Sure. Or something that you've had to as an alpha female. Um, what What I do find is one of my things that I always, I guess, you know, always have to be aware of or not so, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I think it's the way is like personality perception. So especially again, you know, being, you know, the boy mom and the police officer and the kickboxer and, you know, the tough girl. And it's when people meet me and they're like, wow, you're really nice. (laughs) Oh, well, what did you think? You know, I I don't know. It's just, so it's people's perception of me is kind of really, so it's not really problem solving. It's just, trying to understand, like, do I come across as some, you know, evil, hardcore, you know, sergeant in the army kind of person or, you know, so, you know, I I just, I guess that would be a more on an ongoing basis, you know, I guess another kind of, you know, misconception is, you know, eating. It's kind of like, you know, you were just saying, because we were so involved in the fitness industry, that the whole, you know, structured eating meal plans and whatnot. And when you go on your treat meals, <laughs> you know, look at you funny or they almost look at what my kids are eating and dissect, you know, how I'm parenting and why would the kids be eating? Like, it's just, I find a lot of that going on where, you know, if I wasn't maybe in this industry or in the position that I'm in, 
that people really wouldn't care. You know, I've had people, um, this is actually, uh, I mean, it, it kind of irked me, you know, someone took my picture once and I was, you know, tasting a bag and my, my kids had a bag of chips and I'm like, oh, give me a bag of chips. They took my picture. I was like, what? You know, they're like, ha I got you. I'm like, wow, that was crazy. I couldn't even believe that happened. And I kind of got mad. I was like, do you not think I'm normal? Or, you know, I don't know. It's just, it kind of irked me. Um, but, you know, problem solving on a daily basis is more or less just managing and, and you know, dealing with those day-to-day tasks in terms of, you know, emails and messages. And because I'm so, I guess, busy, it's just making sure that everyone does get, you know, that make sure I get back to everyone and not make, you know, I don't want, never want to compromise my, you know, quality, you know, for quantity, that kind of thing. I want to make sure that I am there for everyone. So... You know, which leads to kind of that, you know, saying no, it's okay to say no. The problem is, is I love to do, you know, I, I love to do so many things. I love to get stuff done. And I guess they always say, if you, you know, you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. And that's what ends up happening is people ask me to do things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll just put it there. I'll get it done. So, you know, I guess, you know, problem solving, if anyone can help me solve, you know, those things, I guess. That would be my current situation right now. Hmm. You know, it's fascinating that like the the whole masculine energy, male dominated industries, that testosterone and and male energy is seen as strong. Um, and um, I guess like m- maybe uh, mean. And so like when you come across and you're such a friendly, generous soul, people are like, oh, I didn't even think about it. Like that. That's really sad that male and masculine energy is seen as that. Um, yes. and that, and that a strong personality is not necessarily like equated to be nice. So like guys must have a hard time too, if they are a very like dominant alpha male as well, um, having that perception. Um, but yeah, uh, taking, taking on so much, especially when you're a giver and you're, you know, you're serving as many people as possible, then it goes back to the boundaries. Like, how do I like just stay so true to my boundaries so that I do have enough of me to serve the people that, uh, that are in, in the circle, you know, you know, members of the gym or your transformation clients. So I can, I can totally understand that. And I think that's a, that's a problem that everybody's kind of figuring out as we go. Um, so this brings us to the last question of the show. It's my absolute favorite. Um, but will you tell us what your definition of happiness is? Well, for me, happiness is loving yourself. And by that, I mean, you know, myself, um, and your life at any given moment. So I always say, you know, it's smiling at your successes, embracing your opportunities and not sweating the small stuff. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Robin. Have a great rest of the day. I will. Thank you. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. 
don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.